Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, and Donald, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, May I have your attention, please? This is the final boarding call for Footy Prime Airways Flight 262 en route to the Craig Forest. Would passengers Jiminy Brennanan, Brandon Denorp, Don Wang, and Yames Sherman... Please make your way to gate C-147 so we can get this party started. Oh, I can't wait to take a dump on this flight. <laughs> <laughs> How do you come up with this shit? Seriously. It just comes so to good. you? Or like you wake up in the morning and boom, there it is on a platter waiting for you to create? It's just years of wasted time. <laughs> just put a little music to it. You can be a rock star. Well, that's what we're doing. We're going to make a song for uh, Canada's men's team. I'm, I'm putting yeah, a call I've into... Heard a, uh, I've heard a rough cut, by the way. Yeah. It's pretty but, freaking uh, good. I also wanted to l- make you guys listen to a uh, weird email, uh, weird voicemail I got, just as we're doing some weird stuff. Give me a second. Right now? Yeah. Okay. Hi. Okay, this is Mike Curry. I have your package. Uh, I don't know where I'm supposed to drop it, because uh, I, I, was, I was supposed to go to Al- Alsler... Fuck out of me. 
And then I went, wait a second, that voice sounds familiar. <laughs> but I was literally walked to my door, looked outside, went on to Amazon, checked to see if I made any orders when I was drunk or stoned. <laughs> JC is confusing the crap out of me. And then I went, it has to be JC. No one would say, go to 46 Ossington and, and pick up your package. There. <laughs> so sorry to ruin the opening. I don't know if we had a cold open or a, a JC's bit, like but... our own personal uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. He is, isn't he? I don't have as much hair. I don't know about and, that. And I'm living. Yeah. Do us a favor. Keep oh. living, will you? Fair enough. You can be inspired by Robin Williams, but don't do anything else that he did. Um, he was really it's great, prime, as, as you probably just heard. So Wong is here and Jimmy's here and, and Craig's here and JC, I'm Sharman. No B today, taking a well-earned uh, day off. I've got to tell you, though, Jimmy sounds really good today. Finally, after weeks of just frustration for us all, he's got himself a proper microphone. And I tell you, you know when you're a kid and you first get that shiny bicycle and how excited you are by it and you just ride it around the neighborhood, you're so proud. That's exactly the shit-eating grin that Jimmy's got right now. And that microphone is poking straight up. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> and how do I sound? You sound great, brother. You, you sound pretty good, but if you get much closer, you might get some distortion. So no, do, you know what it is, do you know what it is, Sharms? I, I, I don't know what to do with this thing. It's sitting in front of me. I don't know whether to lean into it. Do I lean back? It's all new to me, and it only took six fucking months before you guys got me one. And I'm just trying to figure it out, and I'm still leaning into it because I feel like I have to. You have to, yeah. <laughs> it takes a while to get used to it. The, the The best part of this whole thing is that the first show of you with, with a real microphone is is the show that bees missed because no one gets more angry and frustrated with bad technology than, than Dunlop. So uh, <laughs> if he's listening to this, B, at some point, I'm sure you will be. Um, Jimmy's still training. He's on his training wheels microphone at the moment, but uh, we'll get him sorted by the time you return to the show on, on Friday. Hey, do you know how pissed off he was at me all the time? It was ridiculous because I had PlayStation headphones at a microphone that didn't work, <laughs> and he would just be furious with me. It's when and, I, and I didn't give a shit. I was like, whatever. <laughs> okay, move, move a little Why bit. Move Push back a little bit. Push it forward away from you a little bit because you just over-modulated there. There's a little AV term. There because before every show, right, we're going through this procedure, you know, with, with Jimmy every show. And we're all laughing about it. And I look at B's face and I know his angry face and, and he has it on. He's shaking his head saying, this is ridiculous. What have I got myself into? These, this idiots can't even figure out a microphone. But he, he's missing this one. He'll be happier, I'm, I'm sure, when he hears this. Um. Later today, we're going to get to our uh, much-anticipated Premier League predictions because <laughs> it's September the 7th, after all. Um, and much has changed, not just in the last month since the window closed, um, but also overnight with Thomas Tuchel fired as Chelsea manager. And the Premier League is just in chaos right now. Where is Chelsea? What is Chelsea? Is it a right thing to do? Craig, this guy is... Got some resume. He's won a Champions League with Chelsea, a World Club Cup. Not a great year last year, a poor start to the season. But after six games, the new owner 
cans him. Are they overreacting, do you think? Or has this been brewing for a while behind the scenes? What's your, your gut tell you? My gut tells me that things uh, don't change easily at Chelsea Football Club because of Ramovich has been doing this for years and years. I mean, you go back even to, I think Ranieri was the first guy that Abramovich had. But the second was Mourinho. He lasted three years. He won a league back-to-back. Then he didn't win the league. But in this, when he didn't win the league, he won the League Cup and the FA Cup. Got semifinal in the Champions League and got sacked. You know, Ancelotti, he left. He was only there for less than two years. He's won a title in Spain, Germany. Hey, don't forget about Di Matteo. Since Di Matteo won the Champions, Champions League. League and got fired. Mm-hmm. But most of these guys don't last very long. Marina was three years, but Grant was nine months. Scalari was seven months. Hiddink was four months. Ancelotti, 23 months. Vilish Bosch, nine months. Di Matteo, nine months. He won the FA Cup and the Champions League. See ya. <laughs> Benitez, seven months. Uh, Mourinho came back for two years to uh, about five months. Hidden Glass came back in another six months. Conte. It sorry. only took Craig Forrest three and a half years to start looking at stats. I'm it's so incredible. proud at the moment. I, I'm, I don't know what to say. I'm so proud. You know, He's when, all grows when, up. He's all grown up. Someone's done some research. It's like, holy That's crap. Amazing. That's next level shit. Genya. So Tuchel <laughs> has actually done quite well. He, I believe he's, uh, he coached like a month longer than Lampard. Uh, or was it a month less than Lampard? I forget now. Yeah, no, it was pretty, pretty, yeah, very similar. Yeah, one year, five months, yeah. Hey, can yeah, I, Lampard can I, was one year, four months. Can I say something here, right? As a, as a football man, like we all are, we, we love this game and people that end up coaching and want to get into this trade right? You're talking about a guy that has won a Champions League, a Super Cup, FIFA Club World Cup, FA Cup runner-up, and an EFL Cup runner-up, and he got fired. What chance do you have? What (laughs) chance do you have in coaching? After you won all that, in a year and a half, you got fired. It's... The game's gone. Every single division. I was telling Jimmy about the championship. Yep. That league, there's 18 managers have been fired in the last less than the last two years. So almost no, the anyway, entire league. Yeah, it's almost crazy. the entire league, and the other ones are like signed in 2019. You know, so it's just a merry-go-round. I, I want to put that in context, though. There was also the part where you said, since Jimmy was fired from York United. Yeah. I wanted him to been, feel better that he's actually... Yeah. He's, I don't care. Actually, no, listen, it, it, that doesn't bother me. You know, it, it, <laughs> I've, I've said this before. You're, you're you're hired to get fired. You hold on for as long oh, as you can. Oh, yeah, you are. Right? Yeah. TFC, I left TFC, I left York United. But, you know, you look at a manager like that and what he's won in that short period of time and you still get fired. Like it, it blows my mind. At the same and time, I, Jimmy, this guy, but this guy, Tuchel, wherever he goes, he falls out with ownership, right? So, so this, I don't know who has been signing these players. Two hundred and fifty million pounds of talent came in this summer. Two fifty. Yeah. Now they haven't got a sporting director right now. They haven't got one. Owner, new owner comes in. Gravaskaya leaves. 
So who's making these decisions? I'm assuming it's Tuchel. I'm assuming Tuchel's a guy that at least agreed upon Raheem Sterling and Koulibaly and Fafana, right? Yeah. But it wasn't well, look, enough for him. He wanted more than that, apparently. Yeah. I, and he I upset think... Bowley. And listen, we can get into that, whether it's, he's in his rights or not. But at some point, you've got to say, be friends with the owner. Do what you yeah. can. If you, if, you have a, if, you have, if you have a manager of a football club and behind the scenes, you're making decisions and bringing players in and not talking to your manager, then it's all wrong for me. It means that you don't know what the fuck you're doing because you have to have that dialogue with upstairs and with the football technical side. Everybody's got to be working together. And if you say, okay, here's our five targets. Which one do you like? Yeah, we like this one. He's going to fit the system. This is what we're going to do. And then you work on work on the players that you want to get. But you can't just go out on your own and say, oh, by the way, we just signed this player. And all of a sudden he shows up to train the next day. Yeah, I agree. And it happens. It happens. It's happened to me. Like it's yeah. it's the most ridiculous thing that can ever happen in football. And for me, as soon as that, the minute that that happens and, and somebody upstairs is just bringing in players, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I'm sorry. You have no idea what you're doing. And right away, you lose the technical side. You lose, and then there's a gap between, you know, the, the the general manager, whatever it is, and the technical side. And everybody just gets parted ways because they're going, well, you're bringing this guy in. And there's no accountability. Right? But what about the argument to be said that, well, as a coach, your job is to coach. You get given players, make them better, find a system that works. I mean, it used to be that. It used to be that the uh, manager, the coach was the same thing, right? And old yeah. school... You do it all. You bring the players in. You negotiate the contracts. You coach the teams. Now it is changing. Now, right? Most clubs have a sporting director at least. A director yeah, but he's got a he's got a relationship with the head coach. Yeah, right? has to. Like, look, Sharms, you can't polish a turd, right? So if somebody, if a if a guy just <laughs> if a guy just brings in a player who's got no football background, right? Because he's good with numbers and says, "Make this player good." Well. You're not a magician, right? Yep. So you've got to have that. Your expertise is football, football players, understanding everything about the game. That's why you, you're you're a pro license when you're a head coach. You've got in this case years Chelsea, of experience. It, it does seem that Tuchel had some input, though, because Burley, by all reports, wanted Ronaldo. And Tuchel said, no, I, I don't want him. So in that regard, you've got to think that he asked him, do you want Koulibaly? Do you want yeah. Raheem Sterling? So if that's the case, if he did ask Tuchel, if he was involved in the process, then why fire him after six games? Right. But here's the other thing. So if he's asked him, do you want Ronaldo? He's probably looking at it going, look, this is our dressing room. Ronaldo's not, he, he won't fit in this dressing room. We don't want him. Can't get him in. Right? And most people probably look and go, if we get Ronaldo in, marketing, this, that, next, and we're going to make money. But if he's going to upset the dressing room, you're not going to bring him in. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to have that 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 constant dialogue with the sporting director and the head coach because the head coach has the feeling of the dressing room. He has a feeling of the players. He knows what's going on. So whatever player is coming in, he's got to make sure, okay, this guy's going to fit into what we're looking to do. And if you just go out and sign somebody and bring them in, throw them in a the dressing room, and he's an absolute knobhead, then the head coach is going to go get him out of here. I don't want him right. because he's he's killing all the dynamics in this dressing room. Did uh, Tuchel bring in Nakaku? Was that his decision? Good question. Because uh, I mean, I, I wonder. 
he hasn't really settled with anybody that they brought in so far. Like he did really well with the team he took over from, turn that around that Lampard had, but everybody else that seemed to be the ones that were the finished product, the the polished turd didn't seem to work out so well. <laughs> well, I mean, aside from obviously that great year, right? When he won the Champions League, that's fantastic. But last year was a gong show at Chelsea, wasn't it? The owner gets kicked out of the country. You can't make any moves, you know, and you can't blame Tuchel for that. In fact, what he, I thought he actually dealt with that really well. Publicly for Chelsea, what he was saying was, was really, I think, on point. And he came across looking really good in that situation, which wasn't ideal. But I wonder mm-hmm. if it's a case of in comes Todd Bowley, this, this brash American who wants to distance himself from the Abramovich regime. He, he lets Gravaskaya go. He's making all these changes. The one holdover from the previous regime is the manager, Tuchel. Yeah. And perhaps the goal all along was we'll get rid of him at some point when, when it when – it, publicly looks like the right time and team isn't playing well right now. So maybe now's the right time. Sharms, can I ask all three of you, is this a surprise? Was too like, yes. I think yeah. it's a surprise, right? Like just in the, we get rid of a very good manager. Yeah. yeah. Like when we woke up this morning, we were all texting each other going, no, I, I know. I can't just, believe this. This is crazy. But you guys all like, this seems in other sports, sorry, I always have to go to other sports. That would be a huge deal. You know, you're yeah. fifth or sixth in their standings overall. Like if you just think of an Eastern conference or a, you know, AL East or, or AL conference and you're sixth after five, six games, this is a big deal. So it's got to be more than just, oh, the standings. Like there's got to be so much back, back stuff going well, two, on. Right? Two things here, right? You've got a, a manager who's won a Champions League with Chelsea. He's brought new players in. What do we talk about with Forrest and all these other teams that spend all this money? It's going to take a little bit of time to gel and get everybody on board and what you're doing. You know this guy's a winner. He can win. Now, for me, what if I'm looking at it, I'm going, the ownership group, ego-driven. Ego-driven. And it's right. It's probably the old regime. Rather than going, hey, we got a great manager. Let's work together. I know you were under the old guy, but we've got something that's good. Let's just work together. But... For me, it's a guy that's ego-driven. Get him out, and now you're going to bring another manager in. You're starting from scratch, and it's going to go tits up. You know what it is? I've got to get it figured out, boys. I know what's happened here. You know what it is? Amazon documentary. It's Chelsea, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's Chelsea this year. We're going to find out in November. I bet you it's Chelsea. And this makes for great television, great theater. Mm-hmm. There you have it. I tell you what, if we find out in November, Chelsea is the latest team on All or Nothing on Amazon. We know why. Bowley had this thing planned out from day one. I'm going to, you know, I have a good coach, popular coach with the fans. I'm going to let him go early in the season, the Amazon season. Fuck the football season. It's the Amazon season. That'll make for some great television. Get more eyeballs on on my team, on, on this channel, and we'll grow from there. Well, you say it like it's 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 kind of a joke, but it, it, it could like, be. Look at look at what Wrexham's doing. Look at what McElhaney and Reynolds. They were just on yesterday on Good Morning America. I heard them on the radio. Like they've got ads running about their Wrexham documentary. The team's not any better, is it? Uh, well, yeah, they they, they definitely. They, but uh, they've they turned. Were... What are they like? Second division. 
Third division. They were oh, the they're way down there. The the league. What they called? The FA Vaz. The Vaz. So now they've made Wrexham a real uh, marketing brand, right? They sell out every game now, Wilma. Every game is sold go. out. It wasn't before. Yeah, just to see these two cats and the friends they bring around, and it's there's a brilliance and a subversiveness to it at the same time, right? It's like, hey, I'm 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 making buckets of loot with Amazon. <laughs> or whatever or you know who's it on who's uh rexamon is it on prime or is it on netflix i haven't watched it yet it's on my list i'll be watching it soon i forget where it is now it almost it doesn't matter how your team does as long as it's dramatic tell you what i love that situation because they are upsetting the apple cart right now down there they're they're trying to get their games streamed internationally and they're getting such pushback from the old school who just don't understand this BT had the rights to all those games. I think it's, is it League Two, Craig, or Conference? I forget now. It's, it's that far down. It's the like fifth tier. Oh, they're not in the league. Yeah. yeah. So, so BT had the rights to those games, but they're not really showing them right now. So there's a uh, old Deadpool saying, well, what the fuck? Mm. Why can't I stream my games internationally? Because he could get an audience. If it's shot right, he could get an audience. Rexham could get a big fan base in North America. Who'd have guessed? I love it. Yeah. If they just put the camera on Ryan Reynolds, they would get an audience. Yeah. Do a yeah. watch party. Well, they're they're actually second in the National League right now. Is that behind what Chesterfield. Okay. Yeah. So they're second right now. But as you guys know, Wrexham's got the potential to have big, big crowds simply because of the fact they're in Wales. And right so next the door to the stadium is pretty small. Yeah. But they can be big. They got it's, it's like Cardiff. It's like Swansea. Like, right? They got good support. Very good support. Yeah, I'm assuming Deadpool knew that when he bought it, right? He didn't just buy some tiny little club with, with ambition, but no hope of fulfilling that ambition. Wrexham's a club that you can build around, I suppose, right? With the right structure in place. Yeah. Well, it's sponsored by. Um, he bought the ground um, back from TikTok, the council. Right? He bought the team back from the No, team. he bought the ground. They didn't own the ground. He bought he oh. promised that as part of the taking over that he would buy the ground back from the council because it was they were taken over in receivership. It was a race course ground. That's what it's called. Like dog racing? No, race course. That's what the stadium was called. We actually played there against Wales with the national team. What do you mean? It's called race course and they don't race there? Well, maybe back in the day they made it had some races going on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. So many guys I didn't buy it. <laughs> Stop yelling into get your Jimmy. microphone. What a stupid now. name, Jimmy. I just feel like I got to lean into this. Don't thing. move it oh, all. I got to get him his old mic back. He sounded Jesus. better then. Brendan's going to have a heart attack. Oh, yeah. No. Well, let's, let's, let's make an effort to watch that series and we'll review it. I've, I've, I've got to start and finish Tom and Pam first. When I finish watching that series, it looks pretty good. Um, I'll, I'll jump onto the Rex and bandwagon <laughs> on Disney, right? It's on yeah. Disney Plus. Oh, I just finished watching. Um, it's called Pistol. It's about the Sex Pistols, but it's oh, a dramatic. That would be great. It's it's fantastic. Danny Boyle directs it. Oh, if you I like the Danny Pistols, Boyle. it's yeah. really good. It's really he, good. He called out uh, Jimmy Savile years ago. Yeah, Danny Boyle. Yeah, did he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Go go check out him. Talking about Jimmy Savile being basically a pervert back in the day, years ago, decades. Two of my ago. favorite movies, that guy. He said nobody believed me. <laughs> really, eh? Yeah. Um, I, I just finished uh, watching Selling Sunset. 
Ah. Oh, that's, that's is, it, is it worth watching? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. really good, actually. Well, that's funny because you should watch Slumdog Millionaire. That's I've kind watched of the opposite. It. And also Train Spotting, right? What an amazing movie that is. Best movie yeah, ever. It's one of my favorites. Literally. Best movie. I sorry, I had to jump in. Best movie ever. And Train Spotting 2. Pretty good. They couldn't Pretty have made good. it more like it, it was, it's fit so well. Mm hmm. I think. Yep. <laughs> yep. Irvin Welsh has a new book coming out actually next month. Huge Irvin Welsh fan. I actually heard a podcast with uh, Ewan McGregor recently. He was on Will Arnett and Jason Bateman's podcast. Sixth and most popular podcast in the world. Even Fifth. Really? Is it, is it bigger behind than us? us? Just behind us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a good. He talks about transporting and, and getting that role, actually, and how he had to lose weight. And he, he did what he called the alcoholics diet, which is just drinking clear liquids, clear <laughs> booze. So, so none of the whiskey, none of the red wine, none of the beer. Just focus on your vodkas and your gins and you'll be okay. Lose some weight. So might give it a whirl. Might give it a try. <laughs> so what, so you're not allowed to eat? You just I don't think you eat, but just oh. I think, you know, certainly back in those days, he drank a lot, I think. Oh, I see. healthier ways to lose weight. But not as much fun, though, Craig. No. no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Graham Potter, probably not an alcoholic, but you never know. He has got a beard. Um, he is <laughs> linked. He's really <laughs> Most of them do, I think. If you think about it. Most people with beards. Have well, no, no, most alcoholics have beards. Pardon me as I open this delicious cheap lager. What are you talking about? And stroke my beard back to Guinness with a beard. Yeah, I'm just saying that in my experience, the alcoholics that I've known generally have beards because they can't be bothered to shave. The ones you walk by on the street, you mean? Yeah, often those guys. Yeah, yeah. James, you know why it is? Alcoholic. Razors, they're expensive. I'll tell you the reason why is because the more alcohol you drink, the more like uh, chin girth you get, and you want to kind of cover that up. Also, you tend to lose a lot of uh, things in your beard, or you keep things like, oh, I need a pen, pull it out. It's like it's there to sign your, you know, ticket that you received for drinking on the street. Need a corkscrew. Need a wine opener. Boom. Mm. There you have it. In the beard. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, Graham Potter is, is linked. And it looks like he's the next guy. Brighton gave Chelsea permission to speak with him. There's a fee of around, I believe, £20 million pounds, uh, to get him from, from Brighton. Mm. Um, this is a guy that's done just a fantastic job, right, at Brighton, at Osterhund before in, in Europe. He, he did a good job there as well. I believe three promotions um, is he the right choice, Craig? I mean, is it a gamble with a guy like him who hasn't really managed the big egos just yet, but has proven himself to be tactically? Tactically, I, I, I like the choice. Actually, I really do like the uh, the choice. I hope they do go for him, but uh, I don't see him being a star in an Amazon series, though. <laughs> no good point, actually. Right? <laughs> That's not the guy you're looking for. That's Jose, <laughs> right? But he's goes better. Well, even two goes better than that. Having the old handshake with Conte, yeah. just hard. To, <laughs> Conte would be great for an Amazon special. Tuchel would have been too. Tuchel was losing his shit every five minutes. He yeah. probably got two episodes though, right? I imagine. Yeah. 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 I think he could be quite unlikable. Tuchel. You see his press conferences and his antics on the sidelines. Then he's not the guy on my like you know um, beer spectrum who I'd like to go for a beer with. 
one being like no chance, ten being I'll buy the beers. He's like a three or a four on the beer spectrum for me. No interest. It takes in going a lot to for you to buy a beer. I would like to see an English guy take a top job. To be honest with you, yeah, I think you know they're, they're so quick to go get foreigners for those top jobs. Give it to an English guy and see what it's happens. It's rare, isn't it? It's rare. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, in domestic leagues, I think you you need to have good domestic good domestic coaches and give them an opportunity. And he's proved that he's a good manager. They play great football. I love watching Brighton. Give him a shot instead of going to get some guy from Portugal because, oh, he's, he sounds beautiful. It's a lovely name. And no, give the English guy a shot. Because all the big names have only lasted an average of nine months anyway. Exactly. So why not go with the domestic guy? Yeah. If you last a year who's and a half, lost, he's beating the Who was lost Brit to coach top team in England? Lampard. Oh, yeah. With who? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Apart from Lampard. No, <laughs> but if you, uh, no, but if you're going to say Liverpool, Man U, Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, who's the last Englishman to coach them? Lampard. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a short spell. But oh, that was, and that was a surprise, right? Before him, yeah. who was it? Um, Mark Hughes was at City, but obviously he's Welsh, but... He's Welsh. Um, it just, it just doesn't, doesn't happen, does it? No. Is it because no, English football is still associated with being a certain way? Maybe it's changing now, obviously, but the, the, the English way of football is still, or has been until recent years, considered lump it forward, physical, old school. It's just you haven't got those sophisticated coaches preaching the modern way. At least that's a perception, isn't it? Yeah. They moved on from that. Of course, they're they a long way from that now. Took them a long time to, to, to actually believe that the way they were playing wasn't wasn't going to be successful. A long time. I took a lot of elbows playing that type of football. <laughs> Fuck, it was shite. <laughs> Fuck, like guys in midfield. Like I remember, you know, we talked to Nick Dasovich played in Scotland. Holy shit! You had to stretch the ball off at the end of the game. Yeah. You didn't play with midfielders. <laughs> no. You just over your head, then over your head. Yeah. Lump it. Pump, pump, play in their third, try to squeeze in, and then they do the same to you. Hey, Jimmy, you took your badges in, was it Ireland? I forget now. We yes. Told me. Ireland, um, right? So when you take your badges, do they just, is part of it teaching you a variety of styles of football as well? Uh, look, when you. When you do your badges, um, what they do is they they look at it and say, whatever's in your head, we've got to take it out and, ha- and help you put that on paper and help you translate that to the players. That's a rule. Their job isn't there to say, you must play in a 4-3-3 or you got to play right. a you know, 5-4-3, whatever it is. They're they don't tell you, you that. Teach. They teach you how to teach and how to get everything that's in your head out onto paper. And the good thing is because when you do the, course, the, the courses, you are – you're with so many ethnic backgrounds and people from all around the world that have different styles and philosophies. And you end up having a good conversations with these guys and get some great ideas. Like, you know, in my course, I had uh, Michelle Sogato, you know, I had uh, uh, Carlo Cudicini was on my course, you know, Damien Duff, you know, like all these guys that have got fantastic backgrounds and you sit there and, and everybody just has this constant dialogue about football. 
and you pick up so many different ideas and then you know you, you might get called out and say okay you're out in the pitch and you've got this scenario how are you going to present this and you get out there into the pitch and you you present the way that you feel should be instructed so they don't tell you what to do they just help you help you do it that's all they do help you get everything that's in your head out I saw Craig leaning in there. I thought he's about to say something. I like, I was waiting for you to say something. You can't do the slow lean in and say nothing. Jesus. Yeah. But would you say, Jimmy, then that your coaching methodologies changed um, since when you're at TFC, for example, under Nelly to to York? I mean, say you got a job next week somewhere. Yeah. Would your would you, your philosophy still remain the same as it's always been, or has it evolved? Uh, no, you have basic principles that you you stick with, um, but you've got to evolve with the game. Um, but don't you and, have to play as well, Jimmy, to your strengths? And if you have a players that are well, say you want to keep possession in the back third, or, and you have a bunch of hammer throwers, you're probably not going to be doing that so much. No, you, no, the the players dictate to you what formation you're going to play, and what style you're going to play. But you've got to learn quick, right? You have to have an understanding and say, okay, this is the type of players that we have and we're going to build our identity around this, right? Like you, you, can't, you can't take a donkey and turn him into a thoroughbred and say you're going to run a race. Like you've got to, you've got to adjust and, and shift to make sure that you get the best out of those players. Donkey throw. Donkey <laughs> throw. I, I, I would watch that. I'll watch that. No, but you, do you know what I mean? Like you. No, you I do, yeah, but I just say I, I prefer the the polish the turd. No, polish the turd was earlier. I like but, the donkey. I liked it. I went. I went straight to Shrek with donkey. Yeah, but no, but you you've you've got to adjust to the players, and then what you've got to do is you have got to sit down and say, okay, this is how we're going to play, and it could be a counter counterattack in football, or you might have a, a bunch of players that are really good technically and say, okay, we're going to be possession based. Or you might have fast, fast players and say, okay, we're going to defend, but we're going to catch teams on the counter. So you have to adjust every time that you get into a certain situation. But as a manager and my identity and who I am as a coach isn't just me overnight going, I'm a coach and this is my thoughts and this is what I want to do. It is based on every single manager that I've had in my career from when I was 15 years old with Joe Randall and Woodbridge, I loved the way that he coached and the way that he was with players. And then when I was in England working with, uh, you know, Joe Jordan, uh, David Platt, Paul Hart, you know, George Burley, like all these managers, you take a little bit of something. Aaron Vinter, I worked alongside Aaron Vinter, a legend in Holland. And you take little bits of, little bits of pieces from every single manager and then you create your own identity. And then that's who you are as a coach. So these guys that go, and this then is for a year and a half. You got a job. Yeah. For a year and a half. But, but for those guys that go, Oh, <laughs> you know, I've thought about this and I'm this coach. No bullshit. You know, yeah. everybody plays a role in who you are as a manager and then you hold on for dear life and, and the players, yeah. right. They have a role. Of course. Of how you're going to be. Of course. Yeah, you do. 100%. You hold on for dear life. You hold on for dear life. You know, and that, that look, I, I look at it now and I'm going, fuck me. I got, I got a pro license and I'm going, and especially in Canada, you know what Canada is like. If, 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 and I would tell any Canadian footballer these days, if they wanted to get into coaching, I would say, don't do it. Don't do it. One, your back's up against the wall because you're a Canadian. And two, you're not going to get an opportunity in Canada. It's simple. You look across the board. As Canadians, we, we don't support Canadian coaches at all. Yeah. 
at all. And I would say, guys, don't even waste your time. You know, we, we have these leagues that are for Canadians, by Canadians. Are they? Because there's an awful lot of good Canadian coaches and executives that are out there that aren't getting opportunities being Canadian. But if you have an accent, you're going to get an opportunity. And if you come from a certain part of the world, you're going to get an opportunity. And that's that's a disappointing part of being a being a Canadian coach. And it's just like a Canadian player as well. When we yeah. played, Craig, when we played, there's a stigma being Canadian. It's not it's sexy, an- and it's anchor on your back. Of course, there is, and there's no different. Change, no different with coaching. No, it's changing now. Absolutely, it's changing. No, for, for for the players, it's it's changing, but for the coaches, yeah. for Canadian coaches. And it doesn't matter what you've done in the game as a Canadian, where you've played, you're not going to get that opportunity in Canada. And mm-hmm. good luck trying to get it in the States because Americans are looking after themselves. Yep. Right? The Americans, and that's one thing about the, the Americans you got to give them. They do look after themselves. Yeah. And you think how many Americans are coaching, executives. The Americans look after each other. In They're Canada, looking after we Toronto don't. FC. Yeah, but in Canada, we don't do that. Yeah. Not at all. And that's that's the big big issue with this country, and being a Canadian footballer. And that's why it? I didn't get into it. No, I I should have took your advice when we like, spoke. <laughs> I was like, hey Jimmy, yeah, I mean what you were doing is you, you had to beat the odds twice. Canadian player and a Canadian coach, and that's I'm like, I don't like those odds. Yeah, of course. It's difficult. And you you guys know as well. And and even in local football, you got a guy that's running daddy's business and he's making football decisions in this country. And you're like, mm. how is this? How is how does that happen? Yeah, you don't want any part of that. No, and there's so many good football people that have played high level who are educated that can't get opportunities to help grow this game or help or or at least progress in this game. Mm-hmm. So inside Canada, outside of MLS, CPL, even um, the national setup, what kind of money is there in Canadian soccer for coaches at, at the level below CPL? League One, for example, what's a League One coach getting? Uh, I don't know, maybe 20 grand. That's it? Yeah, 20, 25 grand if he's lucky. A but like- director at a, at a club would be probably your best bet. Yeah, so if, money, yeah. if you if hundred, hundred and a bit, I would imagine that. Yeah, technical, yeah, of course I do. But if you look, you look in the states, and for instance, um, Jesse Marsh, okay, gets a job. He, I think it was was he coaching at Chivas and then went to New York Red Bull, or was playing at Chivas and got an opportunity at New York Red Bull in Montreal, Montreal as well. So he comes to Montreal. In Canada, coaches in Canada, starts to make a name for himself, goes to New York, does really well in New York, and all of a sudden now he's going over to Europe. Now he's coaching in the Premier League. Now, for, for the U.S. You know, Soccer Federation, we're lo- I'd be looking at that going, this is fantastic, guys, because this guy here with his, the experience that he has could be the next U.S. national team manager at some point. So let's try to develop our own, get them into these spaces, get them into Europe, I mean, it's no different when John Herman's talking, saying we need to take our players and get them to Europe. Why? Why? Why do you want them in Europe? Because they've got to develop. They've got to be playing at the highest level because it's going to benefit our country. So why are we not doing this in Canada for our Canadian coaches? Work with them, develop them, push them on to that next level because it's only going to grow the game. And then when we have a time where we need another 
national team manager. How great would it be if we had a, a manager that was coaching in the Premier League and all of a sudden he's our national team mem- uh, head coach as a Canadian that stands up behind that team? It'd be brilliant. We've got to look the after our own. Right? We don't. I mean, Forrest, we've talked about this all the time. And every single Canadian footballer has said this at some point. Mm-hmm. We don't look after our own at all. That's my rant. So thank you. No, it's good. It's good. I mean, it's it's so. That great. was Sid Sid six zero. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> I got to no, but the, the valid Jimmy's points. Mic. I think they're important points. So JC, go ahead. I was going to say we got to give props to Jimmy's mic because I got to say, man, that mic is giving you like you sound incredible. But that was awesome what you just did, and I got to give a lot of credit to that mic because it made you sound. <laughs> <laughs> it was wicked, dude. And I just, I just want to point something out too, or just tell me if this is wrong. But, um, because I, you know, I, I have different visions of different things, but it's sort of like Canadian or Canadian television, Canadian movies, Canadian music. Country itself never really supports it. We just think of it as eh, Canadian music. But when like a big artist wants to make it big, like a Avril Lavigne or like a Ryan Reynolds, they have to go south of the border to make it something. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like Canadian football. It's we don't give it the credit it deserves, even if it's really, really good. You have to go elsewhere to get it to finally get some some light shone on it. Am I, am I right yeah. on that? Does that seem? No, no, you, you're making total sense. And then, look, I'm a proud Canadian. I love this country. I love everything that, that it's offered me, my family. And I'm very supportive of everything to do with, with Canada. And then what ends up happening is those actors or athletes that end up going to the States and all of a sudden now they're getting recognized. What do we do as Canadians? Oh, they're Canadian. They're Canadian. And we're so proud of them. We're so proud of what they've accomplished. But, you know, if we don't support our own and look after our own, then we're we're not doing we're not doing ourselves justice really as as Canadians and supporting uh, individuals to achieve their dreams and put us on the map. It's almost that we need someone else to validate us, of course, and tell us that we're good. And then when the US tells us we're good, or, or Europe tells us we're good, oh, we're good. The Canadian right. cultural psyche. This is what we've always been. For sure. Unfortunately. But you you look how many times, you know, even in football, in you know, whether it's a CPL or whatever it is, or any sport, we bring in an ex- an executive from Europe or overseas. You're telling me we don't have Canadians here that can do that job? You're telling me that we don't have that. Come on. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Give give your own an opportunity first. And if you can't find that individual who's Canadian, then go look elsewhere. But give Give the Canadians a chance first because we're not getting a job anywhere else in the world as a Canadian for any sport, maybe hockey. Okay. Whatever. But <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, any I, other sport, there's no chance. Like I said, it's sobering. I think it's important stuff to discuss though and to acknowledge and you're not going to move on and fix things unless you admit it. Right. Yeah. And, and we have to do that, I think. But uh, like Wong has said, it is kind of the Canadian psyche. I don't know why that is. Music's a great example, JC. It's a great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, get in the States, although, otherwise, yeah, what's the point? My, the one thing that the music industry did completely different than any other industry was create the almost unfair competitive CanCon Can rule, Con. right? Yeah. Which allowed Canadian... I mean, we all grew up on 70s and 80s and 90s music, and that was 
all CanCon. Now with the internet and all that kind of stuff, things have changed about lit habits. But you know that that those generations that were affected from the '60s to the 2000s, before the internet became streaming and music came out of nowhere, right? Like someone in their basement and became prosumer. Like no longer do you have to be a professional to make a, a hit. Before that, CanCon put music, and that's why these Avril Lavines and Shania Twain's and Celine's and all that kind of stuff got to kind of go to the next level. But, but it it never really did it in. Uh, you could be. My point is, you could still be a huge star in Canada, like the Tragically Hip. Never made it in the states, but they were huge. And April Wine, they made it a little bit in the states. Trooper, all these like you know, mm-hmm. Maestro Fresh Wes. Uh, in the in the rap scene, like these guys made it huge in Canada, great li- lifestyle, but some of them never made it huge uh, uh, somewhere else, right? So, um, but music is the one place CanCon did help, um, but unfair. Like if you're looking at it, it's a protectionist uh, approach to culture, right? But then again, you're beside 360, 370 million people, right? That's a good that's, point. That's I good love point. Maestro, that's, by that's the way. Issue. Who doesn't love Maestro? Let your backbone slide. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, I think being being so so close to the states doesn't help, obviously. And I think you have the same issue in New Zealand has the same issue with Australia that mm-hmm. that we have with the states in many ways. Yeah, because Drake and Bieber have struggled. <laughs> there is an exception. There is the old owl. No, there no, is- they got they got help through CanCon for sure. He got put on, uh, he was straight to much music, uh, straight off the streets, Mr. Bieber, remember? They found him on YouTube, and he was right on much music at the time. This is like 15 years ago. I tried to get on, music. I tried to get on a electric circus, and I couldn't get on it. <laughs> of course you did. Tried to get on. I was outside. Monica Diol? Who, yeah. who was doing it then? Monica, Monica. Diol? Yeah. I tried to get on. I was like, hey, come on, let me dance. I got, nope. <laughs> I danced enough. outside. I was like, come on, man. Nope. Like, you know right. what, Jimmy? I bet if you were American, you would have got on there. I, I should have. <laughs> hey, y'all, I'm a good dancer. They would have let me on. Yeah. Well, you know, with music, though, with music, I think we've established ourselves as Canadians a source of great talent, right? So the Beavers and, and the Drakes aren't held back because they're Canadian, whereas sports is a little bit further behind. Well, soccer is a little bit further behind music, I guess, in that regard. But anyway too serious a conversation for this podcast jesus jimmy making us sound credible here what yeah do you know what for wednesday night i took it down the wrong path you really did i'm sorry it's no we're really judging you. tonight we're judging you really i don't um, give a shit though because i just felt like saying it so no well and well said it was well said it was champions league uh happened tuesday and wednesday there's other shows to break down all the games plus i don't want to discuss what happened in Naples today, because that was just a freaking embarrassment for, for Liverpool. City play well, beat Sevilla, of course. Haaland, two more goals. Celtic looked really good for 45 minutes against Real Madrid. Mm. Lost 3-0. Rangers lost 4-0 today. So a, a bad week or so for Rangers. Um, Bayern Munich beat Inter Milan. Anyone want to jump in on any, any of these games at all? Sure. Well, let's get it right. The two Scottish teams, I'm glad to see them in there. It's been a long time since, I mean, yeah. incredible. But that, that's, a, that's a competition that's uh, way out of their league. I'm a Celtic would, man. I want to see them do well. Fair. 
Uh, still, you know, first game at the Champs League means nothing right now. You can get those points back. I'm not sure they will, but uh, <laughs> you can. Oh, in fairness, though, Celtic looked great in the first half, Jimmy. They, they could have yeah, been up a goal. Did. Yeah. That's a tough place to play. They're really tough. And Ancelotti knew it. He was even saying they were like, they probably could be underdogs because it's a very uh, challenging. I can't remember the word he used exactly. Yeah. Complicated. It's a complicated place to play. In a fire club? I used to, I used, I used to fly, Craig. I used to fly up to go watch Celtic play, and it was the best atmospheres ever I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. When I was in England, soon yeah. like big games, we used to jump on a plane and go up and watch them. It was amazing. Oh, I that's it. why a winning three nil there is a that's a that's you got to be a good team to do that. Oh, you have to be, you have to be. Yeah, Old Firm Derby is very much on the bucket list. That's for sure. That would be something special. Did you see an old firm derby, Jimmy? No. No? No. That's on my bucket list as well. They play about maybe you, times a year maybe these days. So. You and I will go together. Just do you it. go sit I'll in Rangers, it. I'll go sit in Celtic. Hey, I, I'm a, hey, listen, I grew up in a Catholic family. They, they <laughs> say, oh, here's the English pretty early on, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd fit right in. <laughs> All right, to our uh, long-awaited predictions here. All right. So we won't obviously go through each selection and ask you why you chose to put Southampton 14th. But uh, let's just start by by going for your top fours. All right. Now, obviously, the window's closed. Chelsea yet to find a new manager, but it's probably going to be Graham Potter. Things are changing. United playing better football. Liverpool not playing better football. Um, So, Craig, let's start with you. I've got B's here as well, by the way. So I'll read out B's. Who's your top four? Uh, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. Oh. So no Spurs in Craig's top four. So you think that I got whoever takes over Chelsea will will find the secret to their success? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Well, oh, did you want time. more on that? Just... No, 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 what no, about no, Europa? Good. What about Europa? Oh, he said top oh, we'll, four. We'll get there. Jimmy, we'll, fucking, top four, top deaf? four. Jimmy, who's your top four? <laughs> And push the mic away. Stop yelling into it. Yeah, for fuck's sake, you're all over it. It's new, guys. It's, it's like, like getting a new, cream cone for It's like getting sake. a new car where you just keep getting in it. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep getting close. <laughs> all right. I have City, Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool. All right. Some love for Spurs there in Jimmy's top four. Wonger? Uh, City, Arsenal, the Spurs. And United. United. Jesus Christ. Who's, who's the Spurs? San Antonio? <laughs> yep. The San Antonio Spurs. So Best the Spurs. San Antonio Spurs are going to come third, and Man United is going to come fourth. Okay. All right. Uh, JC, Spurs go. one, two, three, and four. Yeah, I've got I've got like um Spurs one, Spurs two, Brighton three, Spurs four. All right. We'll see how that works out. You never know. You know, it's been a strange season so far. They could well finish three out of the top four spots. Dunlop has City first, Arsenal, Liverpool, and United top four football is what B has. Uh, I have City, Liverpool. Still trust them to figure it out eventually. Arsenal and Spurs. That's my top four. All right, moving on to the other European spots here. The Europa League spots. Chelsea and Manchester United are my two picks. Um, B has Spurs and Chelsea. Craig? Spurs and United. 
Hmm. Jimmy? Manu Chelsea. Really? Wonga? Why why are you surprised? I don't know. Just Chelsea's still up there. I I don't think Chelsea's going to do well. Liverpool, Brentford. They spent a quarter of a billion pounds. I don't care. They... Jimmy just told us they're why. Good, they're a good team. There's nothing wrong. They'll be fine. Jimmy just told us why. Brentford, gel, you're Brentford top six. I yeah. hope you're right. Can I you do. imagine? I hope you're right. North Star bets. I'm putting money down on Brentford. <laughs> top six. JC? Uh, Brentford, 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 Brentford. All right. Four, there you have it. Brentford, Brentford gets in love here. I like yeah. that. So uh, I've heard United mentioned the thing in everyone's top six. Yeah. Now, Three weeks ago, that may not have been the case. Do you do you think Craig has figured it out? Ten Hag, is it still going to be a, a trial and error? Will this run for continue? sixth place? Sorry, he's good. I got his. I think he'll sort him out good enough for sixth place, but not top four. But there's improvement there. If, if oh, nothing for sure. else, what are they? Are they fifth right now? I think they're fifth right now, aren't they? I think they're. I was. Who just cares? They played fucking. Few games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to the mushy middle now, shall we? I think actually seventh place gets the uh, the conference league, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so, Chelsea for me. I, I got Brighton. You got Brighton, even yeah. with the uh, Potter leaving. Yeah. Oh, if he leaves, that's no. No. It's about the players. I have Brighton tenth, but you know that that whole seven through like thirteen, fourteen, it's going to be tight, isn't it? Really? Oh, it's going to be me- yeah, really, really tight. I say Newcastle. Yeah, I have Newcastle too. What at seven? Yeah. Mm. Uh huh. Yeah, B has uh, Newcastle finishing uh, seventh as well, so it's a pretty popular choice right now. Newcastle. Although, look at the table right now. I mean, they should have more points, perhaps, than they have at the moment. There's still yeah, plenty of work to do there. Do you think there's any chance Eddie Howe gets fired this season? No. Well, What, what must Newcastle do to keep Eddie Howe in a job? Every, there's no manager ever safe. Ain't that the truth? You're basically five results away from pretty much putting yourself in a position of getting sacked six results and you're going to be sacked pretty much and seven results is a fucking miracle if you did if you kept your job it just had in in any spell during your time or a nine nil loss yeah or that or well i think there was other reasons for that but let's run through uh his job he's done well since he's got beat nine nil twice they got. I think they'll probably retain him at this point, don't you? I mean, who else is going to take their job at the moment? Thomas Tuchel aside, that'll be a turn off for the books. So yeah, run through your mushy middles here, Wonga. What's your, your your seven through seventeen? So no relegation teams just yet. Just quickly, so we have it on record. Oh God! All right. So I've got Fulham. I've got Leeds. I've got Newcastle. Southampton, Wanderers, Crystal Palace. Uh, Aston Villa, Everton. Okay. Jimmy, what do you have? 7 through 17. Oh, good God. Uh, Newcastle, Brentford, Leeds, Brighton, West Ham, Fulham, Forest, Villa, Saints, Palace, Bournemouth. Craig? Mm. So you had Newcastle in the 7th there, you said? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to ask who I had at 13th. <laughs> can't believe the 13th and not 14th what the hell okay number 7 Brighton then West Ham Newcastle Crystal Palace Wolves Southampton Leeds Brentford Fulham Everton Nottingham Forest JC well uh, we're going to start oh, off geez. with we're going to go with Spurs we're going to go Wolves we're going to do uh, Forest and then we're going to go back to Spurs uh, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take City. I'm gonna take Arsenal. Then uh, Spurs again. I'm gonna go the Spurs. We got uh, Pop's team. <laughs> we got Wolves. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm, I'm gonna bring up uh, Rangers. They're gonna come in, and, uh, and also uh, 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 Man City. Why not? Right. Just just to round it out, good. Oh, and Spurs. Okay, Spurs. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, I have uh, so B has Newcastle, Brian, West Ham, Villa, Palace, Fulham, Leeds, Brentford, Wolves, and Southampton. And quickly, I have Newcastle, West Ham, Palace, Brighton, Brentford, Southampton, Wolves, Everton, Leeds, Fulham, Aston Villa. Who cares? We have no idea. Let's be honest. Who's finishing from seventh to seventeenth? It's a it's a silly thing to ask you to do. But for the record, we can make fun of each other at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. To the relegation spots. I haven't had too many forests so far, which might concern certain forest fans here. Craig, who do you have going down th- this season? Aston Villa, Bournemouth, Leicester. Villa, Bournemouth, and Leicester. So you're jumping on that anti-Leicester bandwagon early in the season. I bet I Brendan Rodgers was pissed off when he saw Graham Potter's name being linked. He's probably thinking, just give oh. me a couple of weeks, will you? Jesus, come on. Yeah, apparently he's got a 10 million pound payout if it, so he ain't quitting. <sighs> 10 million pounds, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it 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 sometimes pays to be a top manager getting fired all the time. Yeah, it's not a bad career, is it, really? I got you, much you money, can millions. Yeah, pretty wealthy. Mourinho's made off firings. <sighs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Jimmy, who you got going down? I have Wolves. Really? Everton and Leicester. Mm. Some Ooh. big names there. Wow. Yeah. No, nah, Wolves are too good. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. They sold a lot of players. You think? Yeah. They're still playing. Diego Costa is going to do a job. They're still playing good enough football. They just can't put it in the net. Well, you need to score to stay up, don't you, big man? <laughs> yeah. I think they'll just yeah. have enough. <laughs> <laughs> did he have Forrest in the bottom three? I'm sorry, did I miss No, he did not. He did no. not. No. <laughs> Dunlop has Everton, Leicester, and Bournemouth going down. I think that's similar to one of yours. Um, that's that's JC, mine. JC, quickly. I know you have... Uh... I got Palace, I got Villa, and I got Spurs, because, you know, I, I don't really trust myself. So <laughs> I feel like there's a good chance that I'm going to take myself down to Charlie Brown. Uh, Wonga, what's yours? Same as B's. Leicester, Forrest, Bournemouth. All right. Bournemouth. Is Bour- Bournemouth is that Born- the neighbor to, to Bournemouth? Bournemouth. Right? Is that the same yeah. as Norwich? Hopefully, hopefully uh, you can keep Birmingham. it up in Bournemouth. You're, you're going to lose fans if you keep talking like that. The Spur- I have fans. Like they care. Like they listen to this for my analysis. Well, you're, just anal- you're just annoying me. No, I, I find Bournemouth more Stop annoying than Norwich for some reason. Pardon I don't me? know why. I have Forrest going down. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But that's oh, a lot of You're such a gel. dick. You're just doing it on purpose. I felt bad saying it. Why? I did. I'm not being I, a dick. There's, there's a good argument a as dick. to say they're going to struggle this year, Jimmy. I don't want they're, them to go down. 
Then why would you say that they're going down if you don't want? I'm using my head, not my heart. Yeah. Oh, whatever, bollocks. It's not my favorite. Dan, 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 I can accept, but you know the game. Not that well, in fairness. That's why he thinks they could go down. I think they could. Yeah, I got them one spot above relegation. Well, you don't have to go down. Saying it is because twenty-one new players. I mean, it's it's unheralded. Like that is, if you just think about it, Jimmy, you you coach, you know more about this than the rest of us. How do you gel twenty-one new players in a squad? You gotta be a survivor. <laughs> Was that what you'd say to your owner? Hey, listen, Jimmy, yeah. um, we've got this plan. Just hold the fucking gear. Survivor, <laughs> Jimmy. If we if we bring in twenty one new players, like, what would your game plan be for the season? You just start singing. You'd be a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> My days are numbered. <laughs> so I got Forest, Leicester as well, and Bournemouth. I've gone down. So I think Leicester and Bournemouth are pretty common. Maybe Leicester can bounce back. On paper, they're better than they've shown, but it's just they don't seem very happy there, do they? No, they've lost too much. Yeah. All right. Um, does anyone have anyone other than Harlem being the top goal scorer? I'm just surprised he hasn't got 15 yet. <laughs> yeah, he's only on 12. That's what we should enough, do is talk about who's going to be second. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Really? Yeah. Eh? I think Kane is. So as you well. don't think your Salah's getting back on board there, Sharp? You think <laughs> he's- he looked terrible again today. I don't know. No. Nope. There's something going on there. Since the African Cup of Nations, it's not like it's new that he struggled. He just doesn't seem involved. Like he's well, and in- Sonny looks no. like. Every time he goes on, he doesn't look like he's going to score, mm-hmm. which is odd because both of them last year, it's both of them had so much confidence. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. The early days, though, um, player of the year, anyone? Uh, B has De Bruyne, player of the year. Holland. Holland. How Holland. Can he, a, a guy that scores 45 goals, how can you not give it to him? Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought as well. How can we make that choice after six games, games, guys? Fifty goals. We don't we know, Jimmy. To. It's all about predictions. It's what we do in this 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 game of ours. Holland. <laughs> you can't you can't say that after saying he's oh, going to be. Oh, he's going to struggle. Jimmy's being all coy. Oh, playing yeah. against those defenders in the Premier League. <laughs> Just the ten. manager of the year. <laughs> oh, manager of the year, Pep. You can't give a manager who coaches the 45 goal scorer anything but, right? Conte. Yeah, I'm going to go Conte because of his wig. B has Arteta, which isn't a bad call either. That's pretty good. So there you have it. A month late. But there are predictions and we will revisit them. That's Jimmy, we do it to make fun of each other in like six months from now. That's why we do it. And also, Sharms, we're a month late, but for us, we're like four weeks early. So... Be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, we kind precisely. of did it on purpose, didn't we? We were talked about it a long time ago. Just we were, yeah. So the window shuts. Exactly. Um, Wonga, is, is, how, how full is your sack today? Just I got two little comments, and they're they're both positive. The first one is uh, one of our new reviews on uh, so from Apple, and I just closed it. Thank you very much. Give me two secs here. <laughs> but you can give our mentions while I'm looking for this, Charms. Do our mentions while we're talking about All right, this. well, we want to thank Fubo TV, mm-hmm. obviously, for all the games coming up in the Premier League. Catch Fubo TV. And if you'd like to sign up and subscribe, fubotv.com slash footy prime. You can now get all the games highlights as well separately. I've discovered it. 
it's like life-changing. These nice six-minute packs of highlights. Did you say life-changing or wife-changing? A little uh, bit of both. I said life-changing, <laughs> but okay, it means I spend less time having to watch every single game, which allows me to be times, a father mm. and a husband on the weekends. Well done. Um, and of course, if you want to lay some money, why not try North Star Bets? We do. Not yeah. saying we make much money, but we lay bets anyway. All right, Wong well, is yeah. a sack now. Ready, yeah, ready it's up. To so spew. Apple Podcasts, Footy Prime the Podcast, five stars from GH-TO. And he says, unlike, he says, best podcast, unlike any other podcast out there. So thank you, GH-TO. I totally thank appreciate you. it. And uh, I wanted to read um, one of our... Bergman in the garage always says some good stuff. So uh, I was at the TFC game last night with the whole family, sat in the supporters section. My daughter says to my wife, I bet he's, he'll try to find these podcasters that he's a fan of. My, sa- my son then says, like Brandon and Greg, those guys. <laughs> Brandon and Greg. Brandon and Greg. So there you go. There's uh, Wonger's mail sack closed up for one more week. But uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Wonger. That was some sack. Okay. Well, um, I think that's it, right? Anything else yeah. you want to get off your chests? Nope. Uh, <laughs> Craig and I so are going golfing. Right now. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're challenging. Craig and I are golfing tomorrow with uh, David Amber and James Duffy. Um, Name dropper. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, yeah. There's four already, but we're going to, uh, I think it's going to be footy prime versus the former TSN guys. So former Sportsnet versus TSN. Yeah. yeah Duffy's still there. Yeah. Well, Duffy is. Yeah. Oh, so now, former, but, former TSN guy. Oh, sorry. I meant TSN guys versus how about footy prime versus sportsnet how about we go uh traditional media versus us <laughs> this there's four people here <laughs> it's not just a people that go make, out the two guys that make money and the two guys that don't yeah yeah that's that's what it is yeah yeah, uh, hey, we get Duffy the on the show chicks. at some point. I'd love to get Duffy on the show. We're gonna we'll ask get... him tomorrow. If, I think yeah. he's going to uh, Qatar for sure. For sure, they're, 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 the they're all going to Qatar. Yeah. yeah, we'll get James on. Oh yeah, it's all important. We're there. The support in football, soccer, soccer, yeah. support. But did, but did you see we had uh, <laughs> Let's Start go the soccer. Women. Put the women's Concacaf tournament on. Woo! No. Hey, no, speaking of the women, that. no, we don't want that. We don't want support that But we'll go to Qatar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The women, uh, Canada's women's team did well in Australia. They did. Absolutely. Yep. A couple of games. Great games. Yep. Yep. And by the way, our boy Deitch kicking off shortly Mm -hmm. in the US Open Cup is Sacramento. How about that? There's a spy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Orlando had a spy in the stands lurking. Could you imagine if Dickie caught him? Nope. They'd never find him again, would they? You never, he would never catch anybody anymore, though. <laughs> Your fucking hips are gone. He's like an old lab. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> these trying to get up the stands, up those stairs to get to the guy. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking get you, mate. Yeah. You're fucking dead. I'm gonna fucking Come here. Come here. Oh, yeah. If I could only fucking not, get my hips. <laughs> not so soon, old man. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's it. This has been Footy Prime. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. We're back on a Friday. Keep buying newspapers. Bye-bye. Oh, let's go. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Because it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this body started With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Donny, Jimmy, JC All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty It's time to get this body started tonight